0: Hi, and welcome back to Realistic Sustainability Educational Shorts. This week, I'm a little miffed. Yep, this is Mad Mike. I'm angry. I just read on a news article that the United States has opened public land back up to drill for oil and gas. So, this week, we get a disappointment message from Mike. I know, when it comes to politicians, they all lie. I get it. I wish it wasn't that way. I wish people dealt with politics as a person, like I would hope to do someday. But they don't. They say one thing, they do another. And it doesn't seem to matter. We're always picking the lesser of two evils. And when we do that, we're still siding with bad. We're just siding with what we believe is less bad. Which is another reason why I say we should all be running for something. But either side can be destructive. The goal is is that we try to find these people who are going to do the right thing. Well, I fell for it. I know that my other option would have been grossly worse, but I hoped that some of those things would come through. Because some of them were in the sustainability wheelhouse, like fixing the student loan program and solving how students go to college so that they're not buried in debt. That was something I really was hoping would get resolved, even if it doesn't necessarily take people like myself that still have college debt and helps us at least fix the system. We want more people going to college, not avoiding it because it will bury them forever. Right now, the U.S. Have, has has one of the lowest enrollments for college. How do we stay a tech nation? How do we stay on the forefront of science if people aren't going to school? Yeah, that's not good. and. They haven't fixed it. Honestly, they just keep kicking the can down the road. They're hoping that if they can get through this, that someone else will have to have to deal with it. And I'm disappointed by that. They failed to pull fossil fuels out of the infrastructure bill. We're building roads and bridges and everything a fossil fuel driven vehicle can ride on. But when they talk about the energy grid, eh, there's little bits and pieces where they celebrate. Oh, we're going to put a little bit towards solar, a little bit towards wind. But the grid needs to be revamped. We need to change the sources. You know, we wouldn't be drilling in public lands for more gas and oil if we were diversed away from gas and oil. And that had to start. And here we are, year or so in or more, and we're not started. And the bill? The bill pretty much shows that we're not going to start. We're gonna we're gonna keep our duct taped electrical system until it starts to fail. So when people move to electric cars and grid failures happen. They can point and go, see, told you electric cars were a bad idea. When the whole idea is smart microgrids allow us to use tremendously less, balance easier, and bring in more sources like solar, wind, hydro, all these existing pieces. We're not doing that. Our infrastructure bill is, well, let's put the old structure back. That is not forward thinking. Not at all. The bigger part of why I'm upset is that whole reopening of public lands. I was really excited when we closed public lands, parks, all these places throughout the United States for oil and gas drilling. Thought maybe we would leave some of it in the ground. If we're going to start changing the system, we're going to start changing the way we, we think about energy. We don't need to drill. We don't need to destroy nature anymore because the sources are easier to get than these. Well, we didn't make those choices. We didn't make those changes. They opened 144,000 acres back up just so that the United States government can collect an 18.75% royalty on the oil and gas pulled from it. They sold it, and that angers me. Because once you destroy habitats like that, it takes a long time, if ever, for them to return. And we thought we voted against the guy who worried about just money. And now we're selling those public lands or the rights to use those public lands. those resources that we're not going to necessarily need and i get it the idea was is hey we went through a pandemic and now there's a war in russia and ukraine and gas prices are high if we allow people to drill the gas price will come down well chances are the war would be long over before they're actually pulling any petroleum from the ground any oil or gas from the ground it isn't going to alleviate anything it was an excuse an excuse to reissue those over to the oil and gas companies let me point out something last year Last year alone, Exxon, $23 billion in profits, the highest they've seen since 2014. In profits, that's the word that's very important here. means above all of their cost, they made $23 billion. And we're worried about them not having enough places to drill. Chevron, $15.56 billion, also the highest since 2014. BP, $12.85 billion. Largest since 13. And Shell, $19.29 billion in profits, most since 2014. So these companies are having record-breaking profits, huge, huge amounts of profits, while the rest of us are struggling through the pandemic, trying to get our feet back underneath us, trying to figure out exactly how the new world works. In the meantime, they're keeping the price high, and it doesn't matter if they drill. It's not going to drive the price down. We're just going to pay more. And now they have contracts. Now they're able to exploit the land that was protected. One time protected by the government. That is why I'm annoyed. Now, I have to keep in mind, this is stuff that I can't necessarily change right off the bat. I have to stay calm. Anger doesn't help whatsoever. Negative will never help us win a fight. I have to figure out what is the best way to move forward. Well, I my best way is to is to work locally. Make sure that when people talk to me about oil and gas, that I'm respectful and I use the facts and I help explain why it's obsolete or should have been obsolete by now. We, and I I mean us as a country in the United States, we are not climate leaders. We are not helping the rest of the world. It's wrong. It's our job. Our leaders are not leading us to sustainable energy. They're doing just enough. They're not pushing for sustainable products. They're doing just enough to make it look like we are. But we're not. We're stuck in the 1980s. We're stuck in the cash grab in, in this consumer culture. Our leaders, they are too. Most of them, most of them know that they can live this life. They can consume and consume and consume because before it becomes a real problem, they'll be dead. But that's, that's, that shows no empathy, no understanding of what they're doing to their kids and grandchildren. We're making poor choices. We have to get better. How are we going to be the world leader in technology? How are we going to be able to revise the energy grid and do all these things? We got less people going to school and our leaders don't acknowledge the problems. This is kind of our fault. I'll say mine. I know no one likes to hear our fault. It's not not because we chose the wrong person. I don't think we ever had a person that we could have chosen. There's always one or two in the background that we wish would be the one running because I think that they would would lead us to a better place, but they never get the opportunity to make it up front. We have to be a voice. If we do it locally, maybe statewide, some of you may even go in national, but that voice, that calm, respectful voice of an adult in the room and boy does politics need an adult in the room. That is what we need. If they if the if the leaders in your town or in your county or your state don't do anything, run against them. They have to hear us in some way, shape, or form. It doesn't matter if you're doing it for the city level, the county level, the state level, or even national. We run against them. We do something. Now I'm doing it a little bit. I am sitting on city seats and things and helping within our city. Maybe someday I can change that. Maybe someday I go another step further because we need more people talking this stuff. We need more people talking sustainability, making sustainable decisions for the long term, not just the next election cycle. Because I guarantee you, if you're listening to this, you would have voted no on opening public land to drill more gas and oil. If you're listening to this, that's probably getting right under your skin. And shortly, you'll be Googling it to see if it was true. We need more sustainability leaders in roles that make a difference. So if you've got friends or yourself, go do it. I I encourage it. And, you know, maybe someday I'll do a little more than I am today myself because it's important. It is important. And unfortunately, current leadership in a lot of places, not just the U.S., just blow it off because they know they'll be dead before it matters. Well, I usually say thank you for listening. I hope you like this episode. But I'm not sure you would like this episode. It is what's happening. We will deal with it. And we will continue to move forward with positive steps. But you're still welcome to post this on Facebook or any social media site or share it with a friend. You're still welcome to support realistic sustainability in the same old manners. Go on greetingyourlife.org forward slash podcast or go to the Anchor hosting site and just type in realistic sustainability. That's where you can support us as low as 99 cents per month, uh, under 12 bucks. Or do me a favor and just leave a five-star review. Say something nice. I like reading. And after today, I could go for some nice. So leave us a review somewhere, preferably on Apple, because apparently iTunes kind of drives the system when it comes to the algorithm. But thank you again for listening. Remember, we're just trying to get a little better each day. Little bit, little bit, big bit. And when it comes to these problems, we can't solve them today. But this is collective little bits. I promise you, they'll add up to a big bit, and we'll fix some of this. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week. Learning should always be fun. It's proven. When you make it fun... Kids will remember. Here at STEMnetics, we believe in teaching kids about science, technology, engineering, and math by building projects. These students are building robots, rockets, electrical circuits, cars, and much more. STEM surrounds us, and the biggest companies in the world are tech companies. Let us help you support your little scholars and prepare them for the future. For more information, visit us at STEMnetics.org.